Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. This is Gospel Message Week 2. My topic is, I am a warrior. First Timothy 6, verse 12 states, Fight the good fight of faith. I think sometimes people read the first word fight, they quit right there and start fighting. They want to fight sin. There is no sin problem, brothers and sisters. There is a sinner problem. Jesus put away sin by his sacrifice. Get the sinner to Jesus and that takes care of that. Amen. I am not talking about a physical warrior. I do not want us to make the same mistake our Jewish brethren did two, over 2,000 years ago when they thought Jesus was going to physically fight the Romans to restore Israel back to them. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. That's Ephesians 6, 12 in King James Version. I am talking about spiritual warrior. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapon of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God in the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. 2 Corinthians 10, 3-5 King James. The Lord is a warrior. Yahweh is his name. Exodus 15, verse 3, New Living Translation. And in King James, it says, The Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name. In the book of beginning, we say, God made man in his own image. Right? We all know that. So because he made man in his own image, and he's a warrior, that makes us a warrior too. Amen? I used to say, I'm not a fighter, I'm a lover. Right? I'm not a fighter, I'm a lover. One day, the prophetess pulled me and says, the Lord said you have fought and you have won. You have fought and you have won. She was stressing me, you have fought and you have won. My first thought was, oh my gosh, you missed it. I don't fight. And then it dawned on me. I have been in a battle all this time. I was fighting a spiritual realm. You see, brothers and sisters, God gave us the strength to keep our hope in him, even when our circumstances seem bleak. He empowers us to fight the battle that will come our way. I have to make this disclaimer, though. Every warrior should have a cause they are fighting for. A warrior without a cause to fight for is dangerous. Why is that important, you ask? Let me tell you. Because a warrior without a cause to fight for will find the wrong thing to fight. They'll fight against authority. They'll fight with their spouse. They'll fight with their children. They'll fight with church members and so on and so forth. Paul, who was Saul from Tarsus, did that in Acts 8 verse 3. He fought against the Christians before he became one. And when he converted, he got a cause to fight. He fought for Jesus. Amen. There are three ways that I have experienced that you could warfare. I mean, there may be other ways, but these are the ways that I have experienced. Number one is we warfare or we battle in songs and hymns. Oh my goodness, celestial songs, especially when you're singing them, chains are being broken. Uh, a bomb, people are being loose from bondage. People are being healed. So you battle in songs, amen? Another way or number two is sometimes you have to draw out the sword, which is the word of God to fight with. Especially when you need things destroyed that are bothering you. You need a sword to, you need a sword to just chop them up, okay? You need a, a stronger stuff to, to just destroy them. 
Now, what are some of the ways that we are fighting for? What are some of the causes that we could fight for? Okay. Now, we could stand or fight against injustice. We could fight for our marriages. We could warfare or fight for a child who seems to be going astray. You fight for your health. You fight for your job. You fight for promises and covenant God had made for you. You fight using the word of God. We are for take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand the evil day and having done all to stand. Stand there for having your loins guarded about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace above all taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayers and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereon, watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all sins. Ephesians 6, 13-18 I have said this in the past evangelism and I'll say it again. I can't stress this enough. Find a Bible verse that speaks to your situation and stand. The enemy may try to push you. You stand. Your children, it doesn't matter. The enemy uses anything. Okay? They'll try to get you out of faith. You stand. See, Bible faith is based on word of God. It comes by hearing the word. If you get out beyond the word of God, you will have no basis for your faith and you'll be in trouble. That will never be a portion. Amen. Faith is based on what God said. Faith in God is faith in his word. Author and prayer expert Al A. Torrey put it, put it this way. He says, if I am to have faith when I pray, I must find some promises in the word of God on which to rest my faith. Find scripture that covers your case. Then you have a solid foundation for your faith. 1 Timothy 6, 12 says, fight the good fight of faith. It's saying you have to fight to maintain a good report. It is hard sometimes when the bills are staring in your face. It is hard sometimes when you have the symptoms, you know, and you are proclaiming by the stripe of Jesus, I am healed. Yesterday you're walking in pain. It is hard, but you stand and keep standing until your heart moves from defeat into victory. Amen. You see, God and his word are one, just as you and your word are one. If your word is a lie, you are a liar. Lastly, sometimes you turn the other cheek and fight with humility. You repent of your sins. You apologize when you hurt or wrong someone. You ask for forgiveness. Let nothing be done to strive or vain glory, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. Philippians 2 verse 3, King James. See, fighting with humility is the most difficult, brothers and sisters. And the reason being is every one of us struggle with it. To be humble in a broad sense means is to live each and every day treating others like they are better than us. While none of us like to admit it, we all struggle with being humble. It's human nature to be prideful. Whenever we try to adopt a little humility, we are fighting against our own natural instinct. It might also seem like an uphill battle, but humility is a fight worth fighting.
So how do you really do it? How do you fight with humility? What is the practical way you could do it? These are some of the ways. Be open to the opinion of others. Admit you don't know everything opens the door for people to share their thoughts with you. See, brothers and sisters, people love to be around someone that wants to hear their opinion. Make sure you turn to the needs of others. In our church, in VOG, I see elders cleaning after members that are in lower rank than they are. And I'm not talking about the ones that are cleaning because they have a message to do so. I'm talking about humble Humble people just, you drop stuff, you don't know where they pick it up, they don't scream and say, go get they clean after you. That's humility. Another aspect of being humble is you repent of your sins. You apologize when you hurt or wrong someone. You ask for forgiveness. You go to God and ask for forgiveness. As soon as you realize, you ask for forgiveness. Second Chronicles 7.14 says, If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked way, then I'll hear from heaven and I'll forgive their sins and I'll heal their land. Time and time again we read in the word of God of people or even cities that God has passed judgment on and is ready to destroy. And when they humble themselves, when they repent, God have mercy on them and did not punish them. The famous one is King Hezekiah, who God has said, put your house in order. And he humbled himself, turned towards the wall and cried and said, Lord, look at what I've done. Look, plead, crying to God. And the Lord repented of his punishment. He did this for Nineveh. He sent Jonah. Nineveh repented in sackcloth. And God stayed his punishment. He did this for King David. When King David took the census of the people of Israel, Lord God might have started killing people. King David humbled himself. Even though he knew God had passed judgment, he knew, King David knew that God was a merciful God. And God stayed his punishment. He did it also for King Rehoboam, son of Solomon. When he forsook the Lord and, sent, and God sent Shishak to fight against him. Brothers and sisters, I could go on and on and on. Examples that God gave us in the Bible of people who humbled themselves in sackcloth, who repented and God forgave them. Be quick to repent. Judge yourself as soon as the Holy Spirit brings it to your mind. The Holy Spirit reminded you that what you did wasn't right. Go down on your heels or wherever you are. God, I'm sorry. I won't do it again. Holy Spirit, help me so I don't do it again. Repent. Judge yourself. This was wrong, Lord. I was wrong. What I did was wrong. I made sister so and so upset. Lord, I was wrong. Forgive me. Help me. Give me the strength not to do it again. Ezekiel 22, 30, King James Version reads, And I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land, that I should not destroy it, but I found none. Brothers and sisters, years ago, I was given a message <laughs> that I shouldn't fight for myself. I shouldn't fight. What do you know? People were insulting me, called me names. I mean, I can't even repeat some of the names. I was miserable. I would go my car and I'd cry. 
But one example stood out. I mean, they would text me, insult me in text. And God says, do not fight for yourself. Do not fight. I, I can't report them. I walk in a place where if I report, if I show the text, they could get in trouble. But the Lord said, don't fight for yourself. Don't fight. I have to be obedient. The one that I stayed in my mind was this one nurse, brothers and sisters, for no reason. This is somebody that I have helped. I've, you know, because I, I have a little thing in my heart for people who are new in an area. So I, I, I like to teach. I like to train. I, I, somebody trained me for me to know what I, what I do. So it, it's, it's, it's a part of me. I like, I don't mind. I share my information. I'm not, a, I'm not a reservoir. I'm a conduit. I share information that I have. And this one day, this nurse, for no reason, parents of people insulted me. It's a male nurse called me, this called me, that. And all I could say, let me tell you, by this time, I don't think I wanted to be humble. But I, I could tell you, it feels like the Lord physically hold my mouth. All I could say is, it's your opinion. That's your opinion. You're entitled to your opinion. That's your opinion. You're entitled to your opinion. I couldn't say anything. The other lady near me said, enough. Leave the lady alone. Leave her alone. I went in my car. I'm like, Lord, did you hear this? Did you hear this? Did you hear this? Did you hear this? Well, fast forward. I don't know exactly. I'm such a poor historian. But I want to say within a short period of time. It could have been a week. It could have been two weeks. I don't remember. I don't want to lie. But it felt very short. That I came to work one day and I was told that, oh my God, did you hear the fire this nurse? I'm like, what? What happened? Well, our job, they have a camera. Apparently, they pulled the camera. They saw him stabbing somebody with a needle, you know, in the process of giving an injection, just stabbing instead of giving a proper way. And they pulled it and they fired him and let him go. Now, I will never know if it was because of what he did, but I will... <laughs> Tell you it was too close for that to happen. Amen. So humility, when you humble yourself, you let God fight for you instead of you trying to fight for yourself. Amen. So that's one of the ways that you could fight. See, Jesus was full of love, grace, mercy, and he was the greatest warrior who ever lived. In Exodus 15, 3, like I told you before, God himself is called a warrior. In Matthew 10, 34, Jesus acknowledged that he did not come to bring peace, but his word. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ fought the greatest battle at the cross and won the greatest victory. He humbly surrendered, became sin, so we could become the righteousness of God to him. He humbly gave his life and said, it is finished. He conquered sickness, emotional distress financial problem. He conquered death, hell, and the grave through his death, burial, and resurrection. The Bible says, O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? 1 Corinthians 15, 55. And then when you go to 57, it says, But thanks be to God who giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? The battle was won. The victory was given. When your enemy begins to attack, fight for the righteous cause that God has given you. Draw a line in the sand. Make your enemy pay. Make sure he gets the message. Use the weapon God gave you and you'll win all the time. Amen, amen, amen. Jehovah, Jesus Christ, Holy Michael, Father, as your children are listening to this message, O oh Lord, 
whatever battle they are in, O oh God. Father, you have conquered. Let them know. Let them know the authority. Let them know that they have the victory, Father God, and conquer for them, O oh God. Join them in the battle. Stand for them, Heavenly Father, and let them know that the victory has already been given, O oh God. Give their hearts a mind to you, Father God, so they'll, they'll know and remember that the battle is won. Their victory is always theirs, Father God. So they'll always fight and win the victory. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. 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 In the name of Jesus.